Hello, and welcome to AFM Ready. I'm your host, Kelly Miller, Recruitment Coordinator for the School of Accounting and Finance at the University of Waterloo. And every week, we like to focus on a new topic relating to the accounting and financial management program. Today, we'll spend the next 30 minutes talking about how the business world and financial ecosystems are being disrupted by technology and artificial intelligence, and what that means for you as a future financial professional. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Patty Ma. Patty, thank you for being here today. To start, can you tell us a little bit about your role within the SAF? Thanks, Kelly. Happy to be here. So I am the Associate Director of Communications and External Relations for the School of Accounting and Finance at the University of Waterloo. I lead a team of experts who provide support to the SAF in three key areas. We build brand and reputation for the school as well as the University of Waterloo. We tell stories to recognize and celebrate the successes of our students, professors, and alumni. And we also implement an integrative communications and digital experience plan for all of the SAF's stakeholders, which includes everyone from prospective students, their parents, their teachers, guidance counselors, our current students, professors, alumni, donors, governing bodies, and the accounting and finance professions. These three key areas require an expert knowledge level in the fields of accounting and finance and the changes and issues that affect the professions and how these impact our students, professors, and alumni. So we've been hearing a lot lately about the disruption technology and artificial intelligence is creating within the business world and financial ecosystems. And I think it's important that for anyone who is interested in pursuing a business or financial career, that they know how the industry is changing and why. Can you fill us in on what's happening and what we're seeing? That's a great question. In actuality, disruption the idea of disruption have, has been happening in the last 10 to 15 years, but it's been within the last five years with which we've seen exponential increases in disruption and disruption in the sense of disruption in industries and professions. And I'm sure each and every one of us at this point will have experienced it firsthand. I have two examples to demonstrate this, with which I've simplified some of the details. Otherwise, <laughs> we could spend all day talking about disruption. So many of you and your families have a Netflix account or some sort of online streaming subscription to watch your movies and shows. I'm sure all of you have also used or at least know of Uber and Uber Eats. So. What do these two companies have in common in terms of disruption? So Netflix and Uber were the benchmark organizations that disrupted an entire industry. Netflix's monthly subscription model, plus the use of existing technology, as in IP addresses and networked Wi-Fi, removed the need for a physical storefront for movie rentals, to deliver a more convenient and timely way of watching movies and shows. This led to Blockbuster's bankruptcy. Blockbuster at that time was North America's largest movie rental organization. And because they weren't able to see the opportunities that technology offered, they had declined to partner with Netflix. And of course, the rest is history. 
Uber and Uber Eats have also leveraged available technology such as GPS tracking. And with the exponential increase of smartphone ownership to provide a more just-in-time and cheaper option to travel from one place to another and to deliver food. This has challenged taxi and food delivery industries to really take a hard look at their business models to pivot their strategies to meet and compete with the new players like Uber and Lyft or Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. So, Change is happening all around us and constantly. It's not going to stop and, in fact, will probably speed up before it slows down. How we deal with these changes will determine the resiliency of industries and individuals. So what does this mean for future financial professionals then? Great question, Kelly. Using Netflix and Uber as examples really doesn't bring to light the disruption that's happening within the accounting and finance professions. But in actuality, the accounting and finance professions have always evolved with society as societal needs changed and modernized. What's happening now isn't very different from what happened in the first industrial revolution. So when you think back on your history lessons, the first industrial revolution meant that we as a society moved from more agrarian society and culture into a more manufacturing culture and society. So during the first industrial revolution, the key driver of value creation for organizations was the investment in machinery, the machinery to produce, to be in manufacturing, where the machinery, not human beings, drove the creation and production of parts and goods that people consumed. So the accounting and finance professions back in the time of the first industrial revolution, adapted to account for these new kinds of assets. So the manufacturing machinery became fixed assets, to which we still use that term today. So what's different about now is the focus of value creation and what it means to the accounting and finance professionals. So there are three key things that is affecting the accounting and finance profession at this point. First one being intangibles, such as brand worth and customer loyalty, have a large role in organizational value. So when you think about Lululemon or even the University of Waterloo and how these brands add value and cachet for you as a consumer of Lululemon products or for your degree as you move through and you come to the University of Waterloo to complete your undergraduate or postgraduate programs. Secondly, purpose-driven corporations, companies that do good, where organizations see themselves in a way that goes beyond profit. So think about the car the car manufacturer of Tesla, what they're doing in terms of all this green technology and attempting to build cars that are greener beyond the cost of the fact that it's cheaper to produce gas guzzling models. So Tesla rises above that because they are a company that wants to do good. And lastly, environmental sustainability, playing a role in organizational accountability, not just individual accountability, but it's also adding to the overall value of an organization. So great example is Disney. When you think about Disney and global Disney, Disney has a zero net greenhouse gas emission policy 
for every one of their facilities. So regardless of where you are, Japan or California or Florida and visiting Disney, every one of their buildings have a zero greenhouse gas emission. So fantastic in terms of environmental sustainability for an organization. And this moves beyond profit margin. So these three areas of value creation means that accounting and finance professions are continually changing and adapting to incorporate these new areas of value creation, as in how do you measure, account for, govern, and verify brand worth when it's intangible, or environmental sustainability, where it's harder to measure the green value that you're adding because it takes years to see that result. Or purpose-driven company companies like Tesla is worth more to an investor than, say, BMW because of its purpose-driven and environmentally sustainable policies. There's always that fear, though, that technology and AI will create a loss in jobs. Is this something that we should be concerned about? Absolutely not. In fact, technological and AI advances will create new jobs. Yes, tech and AI will replace some jobs. That's historically proven fact. But new jobs will be created because as jobs become obsolete, new jobs need to be created to help manage, govern, and account for the work that's being replaced by technology and AI. Disruption provides an opportunity and more time for accounting and finance professionals to add value in different ways. So let me provide another example. 30 years ago, with the introduction of network computers, jobs that annually matching physical invoices with paperwork became obsolete. Everyone panicked, thinking that the junior accounting roles were going to be gone and that the accounting and finance professions were were not going to be able to add value or will have very little to do. But in actuality, accounting professionals who held these roles didn't lose their jobs, but rather pivoted their focus. The automation of matching invoices to paperwork provided more time for the accounting professionals to add value by having the time to verify those invoices and its amounts, and also resolving any discrepancies early in the audit stage. So where accounting and finance professionals will add value in this time of disruption is through the governance and is through a governance and accountability. Think about the amount of major decisions that are being made in the context of data and big data. But there's this big, huge question of the relevancy of this data the verifiability of data, the accuracy of data, and the risk of making decisions on both inadequate amounts of data or the wrong data or misrepresented data. There are multitudes of issues when it comes to just data itself, right? So with these issues, the concept of trust and data is where the accounting and finance professionals can fill in the gap. Knowing disruption is impacting the way financial professionals work and how businesses run, how are CPA and CFA reacting to this change? The accounting and finance professions have always been adapting. CPA Canada recognized that disruption was happening quite early on. They've been researching 
researching disruption and kept keeping a close eye on disruption for the last 15 years and had put in resources to research and propose and implement actions in how the accounting and finance professionals can continue to add value through governance and accountability of some of these new factors affecting the bottom line and the profit margins of of these organizations. So it sounds like CPA may become a broader designation? Absolutely. That certainly sounds like that's where the profession is heading to, and it will certainly become the reality. That's not to say that the technical background of an accountant or financial expert is no longer needed. Absolutely. Students will still need to pursue and to have a foundation in what accounting is and what finance is and everything that goes with it. But the technical expertise will be just the basic foundation of any accounting and financial professional moving forward because ultimately you still need to know how to interpret and analyze financial reports in order to then analyze it to provide guidance for decision making. So an example of data and the need to verify its accuracy and relevancy will be one of the new roles that accounting and finance professionals will hold. But in order to verify the data, you'll need to know where the data came from, how it's being used from an accounting and finance perspective. With all the changes and advancements that are happening, it makes you realize that students can't be educated the same way they have been. How has the SCF and the AFM program evolved as a result of these shifts that we're currently seeing? Great question, Kelly. Um, With SAF's deep connections with the financial industries and the governing bodies, it means that the AFM curriculum and our co-curricular opportunities have shifted with the changes in the professions to ensure that our students are getting the right mix of courses and technical skills to be steps ahead of other accounting and finance graduates. The SAF is a leader in accounting and finance education because we consistently review and enhance our curriculum and the co and extracurricular opportunities we provide to our students so that they're prepared for the future of work five years from now when they graduate. For example, three years ago, SAF introduced courses in sustainability, business analytics, and governance to the AFM program. In working with the accounting and finance governing bodies and the professions, we knew that management and measurement of intangibles like brand value and customer loyalty and the increase in organizations relying on real-time drive decision-making will become a requirement for accounting and finance graduates. By introducing these courses to our students three years ago, SAF ensured that our students and measure, govern, and account for the impact and value creation of sustainability in organizations and how to interpret, use, and govern big data that drives decision-making by the time they graduate. Will AFM graduates be fully prepared for what's to come? Yes, absolutely. However, I can't absolutely guarantee that all of our graduates will be prepared for all the possible changes that may and will happen in the next five to 10 years. But what I can say is that 
AFM's curriculum, coupled with 16 months of paid co-op opportunities, plus all of the co- and extracurricular opportunities that AFM students have to build and enhance their business acumen, they'll be more than prepared for the future of work than other accounting and finance graduates. What are the advantages of doing the AFM program compared to a general business program as it relates to disruption? That's a great question. AFM is a targeted program that's focused on providing technical skills and knowledge in three key areas, accounting, finance, and business. These key areas are taught from day one of the AFM program, meaning that our students gain four full years of expertise in these areas, and they get to enhance these areas through their co-op work experiences, as well as co- and extracurricular opportunities. And of course, with all of these experiences added to their business acumen, AFM students graduate with a very enviable resume. On the other hand, business programs, as in the name, is general in nature. Business is covers a lot of different areas and fields, and business students gain a breadth of knowledge in a diverse number of areas within business throughout their four years of undergraduate studies. Some business programs will provide opportunities for students to specialize in one business area, and they can range from any number of business fields within the bigger umbrella of business. So everything from accounting to finance to marketing to organizational behavior to communications to advertising. So, but they would only be allowed to specialize in one area in their third or fourth year. So what that generally means is that business students get a great breadth of experience in all areas of business, but they would only really truly specialize in one area for one or two years. So personally for me, if I want to pursue a career in business, my choice would be AFM because I know I'll be getting four years of specialized expertise, not just one or two years. And you basically just touched on this, but why AFM? Haha, <laughs> well, I've got more information on that and more reasons as to why. <laughs> so in addition to everything that I've mentioned already, specialized and focused curriculum, paid co-op work opportunities and co- and extracurricular opportunities to build and enhance a student's business acumen and their resume, I have three additional reasons why a student should choose AFM. The first one being the fact that SAF and our AFM program holds the highest level of accreditation with CPA Canada and is the longest standing university to hold this level of accreditation for the last 35 years. This accreditation means that our students begin fulfilling designation requirements for the CPA designation from day one of their program, and they can receive an up to 16 months of work experience to count towards the total 30 months of required practicum. When they continue their studies with our eight-month Masters of Accounting program, our students will continue to fulfill the remaining designation exemptions and will be prepared and ready to challenge the last designation exam, the common final exam, about six weeks after they finish their very last Master of Accounting program exam. After successfully completing the common final exam, or CFE for short, AFM grads will only have 
14 months of remaining practicum to complete before they're designated as a CPA. Second reason is the fact that SAF and the AFM program is also recognized by CFA Institute's University Affiliation Program. This recognition provides our students with advanced preparation for the CFA designation, to which they would be able to challenge level one and level two of the CFA designation exams by the time they graduate. In addition to the advanced preparation and the ability to challenge two out of the three CFA designation exams, AFM students can also enhance their capital markets and venture capital experiences by participating in the SAF Student Investment Fund where students manage $250,000 portfolio of real money and or the SAF student that student venture fund where they work with angel and institutional investors to make investment decisions for early stage companies. Both of these opportunities will provide our students with the ability to work with professors, alumni and industry experts in finance. And lastly, our Master of Accounting program is recognized by the Canadian Institute of Chartered Business Valuators for the CBV designation. Our MEC grads can receive exemptions toward the CBV designation program and any co-op work experience completed during their undergraduate career in the area of business valuation can then also be used and counted towards the CBV designation practicum. So three level three accreditations in addition to all of the other benefits that AFM offers. My choice is actually super clear to me if I was a prospective student. AFM is the way to go. And on that note, I think it's a perfect way to end this podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Patty. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to our AFM Ready podcast. For more information about the AFM program, you can go to our website at uwaterloo.ca slash SAF, or you can always check out our AFM Ready website, where you can chat with current students, read student experience blogs, watch tons of videos, plus so much more. All you need to do is click the link in the description box. Until next time.